0: Hi, guys. We are Latina Life with Jen and Melena. Hi, everyone. And we sort of wanted to give you guys an introduction on our podcast, who we are, what this is about, what you'll get from it, um, from spending your precious time listening to us. So we sort of wanted to give you a little bit of um, just a background on
1: everything, who we are, really, and what you're going to get out of this. Right, Jen? Yes. Yes. So, so let's get right to it. Cause I'm, I'm always interested in hearing your story too. Cause it's so similar to mine in regards to like how we grew up and got working and gone to the business. But um, so Melina, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? <laughs> How'd you grow up? <laughs> your parents?
0: Very happy to tell you the story. So um, it's interesting because even though you and I are Latinas, from, you know, born and raised in the city of angels, mm-hmm. we are, we come from a very different background, but very similar. And I feel yeah. like a lot of Latinas go through this. So to sum up who I am, and where I come from, um you know, my parents are from South America. My mom came here from Bolivia, La Paz, Bolivia. And I know a lot of people don't really meet people from Bolivia. Mm-hmm. Um, and she really like set some roots here for many different reasons. Um, health being one of them. And then just having like a family member here, which I feel like a lot of Latinas and your yep. families come here because somebody from their country have come here. And that's sort of what my mom's story was. I mean, mm-hmm. she, she came from South America, because she had Bell's palsy and she wanted to get treated she was very young
1: at the Mm. time
0: and so uh, my godmother who was really the one that helped her uh, bring her here sort of set a foundation in a very I mean she had a great background but like my mom was lucky like she was able to set some roots in Pacific Palisades which um, even today you don't see a lot mm-hmm. of people of color, Latinas right. there. I, I really won't say that you see a lot, but um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to, you know, have, be raised there and be born on that side of town, but that didn't really mean that, like, you know, my mom didn't work hard as exactly. um, a nanny um, as a housekeeper, like, you know, mm-hmm. even though we were around all of this greatness, and I saw this great the beach was a few minutes away, and, you know, great neighborhoods and stuff. It wasn't really what I didn't have all these luxury things. So right. It, very early on that it was instilled in me that hard work was going to get me these things.
1: Yes. Right.
0: 100%. Yeah. Because like a lot of Latin families, there was a lot of us living under one roof, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, it
0: was like my godmother, my godfather, my, you know, cousins that Mm -hmm. were there, me, my mom. And then like the family members would come and it's like, even though there was this nice, beautiful house up in the Pacific Palisades, there was a lot of people living in there. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to make ends meet, you know, and, and, Mm -hmm. and trying to make sure that everything was good. So as time went on, you know, I was instilled that if I wanted to live this lifestyle, I had to get an education and work hard. So, you know, my mom became a single parent as I probably entered into kindergarten stage. And that's when I like knew that my parents were not ever going to be together in the Mm -hmm. United States of America. Mm -hmm. So um, from that moment on, I remember through grammar, elementary, and even close to my senior year in high school, I would go to South America every summer. And I spent all of my summers there because like, any American kid, when yeah. you enter a divorce situation, you split your time, and mm-hmm. you are split with your mom and your dad. And that's all I knew. I mean, I thought everybody went and, you know, went to their parents home country. Right? right. Yeah, and yeah. It sort of just saw the family during this time, I really had no idea about like summer camps and
1: Yep. No camps for us. all these things. Yeah. Our camps. That was our family. Our families were our camps.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think after, um, you know, after so many years, my mom was like, okay, well, I think I want to move to a different side of town. And we went to San Marino. And so we rented a house in San Marino and sort of, I remember being there until probably like a couple years, my mom was saving. She worked multiple jobs. Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned, Mm -hmm. and she was just really trying to get that down payment for a house, like her first house. And I, I remember her working hard, working different jobs. Um, I started working at, um, at 15, 16 years old. Subway was my first job because I wanted a pair of shoes, which should not be surprising if you know me. (laughs) Um, and I remember getting a job because I knew my mom was like, there's no way I'm ever going to buy you like a hundred dollar shoes. That's just not, so I was never raised with like getting whatever I wanted. I just remember when I entered that stage of my life of wanting certain things that were cool, like a spree and like all those things that I feel like were and, um, popular at the time it was like, work hard, go to Mm -hmm. school. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm being put in a category where, you know, you have all these nice things around you. And it's like it was sort of like um, even though I was given like a nice area to grow up in, mm-hmm. I really didn't belong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I remember my mom renting a house and us living in the back house of a very nice upscale neighborhood here in the Pasadena area and my mom and me like just sort of you know looking for friends because a lot mm-hmm. of the kids on the block went to private school mm-hmm. and I did it and um, I was always sort of looked at as the kid oh she's the housekeeper's kid mm-hmm. or you know what I mean like I was right. always and I remember always knowing that they saw me as the help but yet they were nice to me. So with just like the friends that I would make. So I just was like, I don't this is this is so like, where is another Latin person? Like I never yeah. nobody ever yeah. spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever, you know, because here I'm put in this society of like all just you know white people, and I don't, you right. know, that I don't want that to sound like weird, but it's true. And I just never right. saw anybody like myself. So yeah. then I went to school, then um, you know. I did have my daughter at a very young age. I was, I feel like I did everything very young. I, I got, I had my family. I was so young. I had, I was with my daughter's dad for such a long period of time. I think almost 10 years. And I tried to build this like mm-hmm. family and still go to school. I went to college. I graduated all in LA. I never left um, because I wanted to make sure that I was there for um, you know, just my family, I didn't have the ability to go out and do what everybody else was doing because by the time I graduated high school, you mm-hmm. know, I, I already had my my first baby. So I think that I just, it made me work even harder. And from there, I entered the entertainment world because I always knew that I wanted to work in entertainment. And I have just been so lucky to be able to go through um, all these different experiences with all these different jobs, entertainment tonight being one of them and them being so good to me as such a young mom back then, back in the mm-hmm. day, and then being a single mom, you know, because once Ken, of got uh, in junior high, I really just became like a single mother and then um, single parent. And so I just feel like after that, it just pushed me even more to, to grow and really, mm, do better in my career. And that's how we met because we're both producers, TV producers for NBC. I mean, like, again, Mm -hmm. I went from CBS, I went to Fox, I freelanced and then I did um, Hallmark. And then I was able to be lucky enough to get the opportunity to stay at NBC. So it's been a really great career. And But yet there's always been that halt. And I think that that's sort of what brought us together, Jen. But let's hear from you. Like, what's your story? Because clearly our paths came together for a reason.
1: It did. It did. You know, it's interesting because we talk about like even that we were different, obviously, but yet the same, you know, very similar. Um, First generation, uh, Mexican-American. My parents are from Mexico, Guadalajara, and Tijuana. Um, You know, they met over here. They fell in love, they got married, they had me, they had my sister. Um, and it was at a time, honestly, where I always described that time where, where people can pull themselves up by their bootstraps, you know, and create a business and really, you know, just really find and achieve that American dream. And I was lucky enough to see my parents, you know, achieve that. And they in turn, obviously, like with any parent wants their offspring, their children to achieve the same thing. So, you know with that me to them education was important. It meant to um you know make sure we got into like the greats, you know, into an area where I can go to a good school. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then keep in mind too, this is like my parents, my mom, I think, is one one of 10 kids. Mm-hmm. And like my, my mom, my dad's one of 13 kids. Yeah. So Um, I feel like you, especially, and me, especially being first generation, we really have such unique experience where we're not like 100% of like one thing, Mm -hmm. but 50%, one foot on one side, one foot on the other side. And we're experiencing all these different things that I know other people who are first generation too, probably go through as well. And what that comes like the challenges of like, you know, who am I? Can I do this? What am I meant to do? How can I achieve that? You maybe not knowing how to do that. But so, you know, my parents were lucky enough where, where they're able to, you know, move to a better area. And you know, I went to Beverly High, you know, mm-hmm. Beverly Hills 90210. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was coming like at the time of like when I was graduating. I still remember that day everyone talking about that show. And how inaccurate was, but, you know, like you, it wasn't like, you know, there were families like definitely had more wealth. We were hard workers. My parents worked hard. My dad worked seven days a week, you know, um, we didn't go on vacations. There were no extravagance. My vacations was my splitting my time, splitting your time and my vacation Mm -hmm. or my camps. It's like, you know, we went family that's where we went. So I would go visit, you know, and stay for weeks, you know, mm-hmm. with, with mm-hmm. my family. So in Mexico, I learned Spanish by spending the summer with my grandmother, you know, yeah. in Mexico. and, um, and nobody spoke English. I mean, I had to like, do it to survive, <laughs> do it to understand, you know, and that was really, you know, it was fantastic. And there are experiences on uh, moments that I will treasure forever. And, you know, just like you, um, but yeah, going back to the fact, you know, being like pretty much until I think maybe the last two years um at Beverly I was like the only Latina I mean so much so where like there's so few Latinas that People like counselors thought I was Persian because there was more of a Persian Same. community. Right. Mm-hmm. And I still remember to this day, someone came out saying, does anyone know? And I swear I heard she said French. And I'm like, yes, I know French. Cause I've been taking French classes since you know seventh grade. And I go in, I start talking to this person in French. She's like, no, no, no Farsi. Don't you know Farsi? I'm like, my last name's Aguillon. Um, <laughs> <no. laughs> I don't know Farsi. I'm so sorry. So from there, you know, I went to college here in LA, didn't leave because that's a whole other thing that we'll get yeah. into about like the, 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 the inability or the challenges of like, you know, being first generation and like leaving your family. That's something that's right. Like, right, right, that. right. <laughs> so that'll be another topic, but, you know, went to college here, USC, go Trojans. Um, and then from there, you know, honestly, I got my, my first um, internship um, in DC when I went there for six months through school and then came back and I just kept interning and we got jobs and all the local stations here in LA. So I think I pretty much worked at every single one, KCBS, KNBC, KTLA, KCOP, like every, you know, single one. Um, I ended up meeting my executive producer at the time at one of the local stations, went to become PO Red Extra and, um, pretty much brought me over and, so I've been in the entertainment, you know, news world, you know, since then, um, along the way, obviously different experience. I held on different jobs, you know, a page, you know, at CBS, worked at a flower shop through college and everything, but, um, it's, you know, it's, it's been quite a ride. And then that's where we met, you know, that's, where we met you what three years ago at NBC three years ago. Yes. And I remember just looking at you and my God, we clicked so well, I obviously, because of her background and everything, but I'm going, wait, we are friends with all these mutual friends, and we've never met, like, how is that possible, like, how is that possible, and I was just so happy to meet, like, another Latina in the industry, doing Mm -hmm. what I do, who got me, you know, Mm -hmm. me, who, like, understood me, who got me, that was, it was just, it's very rare, and to, like, feel that, like, honestly, I just felt like we were best friends from, yeah, I agree,
0: and what's funny is what, even though we work in a very diverse company, because I will say, you know, NBC does hire people from all races mm-hmm. in our particular job working for the English station. It's yes. like, we found each other. I want to just make that clear because I, yes. I, you know, here we are in a specific television show and usually i um, Latins aren't the majority of the producers or any of that. It's just the God honest truth. And the fact that we were both on this same English show that we were producing, it was really great to be like, you know, there's another Latina who is a producer as well. And who is a talent booker who has one of these jobs, you know, because again, the other people on the team were not you know, Mm -hmm. someone of color. Right. So I think that people sometimes don't realize that we look out for ourselves,
1: Mm -hmm. you
0: know, and I think that's one of the main reasons why
1: we, we had so much in common. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think with like the work ethic, our, our background, and it's so funny about like looking out for ourselves because, you know, I also, you know, it's interesting how, um, you know, things have evolved nowadays, I think within any industry too, in regards to like networking and that sort of thing. I mean, you know, growing up when you went to, when we went to school and it's like before like email, it's like, you know, you sent your letter, you had your interview. And if you're, you know, qualified, then, you know, you got the job, but it doesn't work that much, you know, this way. Now there's a lot more into like networking than it was before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, and I'll just have to tell you, it's like, <laughs> kind of like, so my parents, I'm like, you guys weren't social enough. Like all we did was work, work, work. Like you never had fun. So it's hard for me to have Same. fun Same. <laughs> my ball. mom would tell me, save your
0: money. Don't yes. spend it. Save your money. Like yes. when I wanted to splurge in some way. for her she would get so mad it wasn't even for me or for my daughter it was like for her like buying something you know like a neighborly why do you do this and it's like live a little yeah and you know it's just so funny because I do find so many parents from those generations that came here from a different country who work so hard Mm -hmm. and then when you try to like gift or like just really show them with you know like just stuff they would be like oh so uncomfortable uncomfortable and, you know, awkward yeah like it was just like man. why did you do that I don't need this robe or I don't need this whatever and you're
1: just like oh my god well it like gives back to the question whenever we go shopping it's like well do you need it or do you want it exactly only get what you need because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what they did they grew up with what they needed you know mm-hmm. and so that was instilled in them and that's what they instilled in them. that's my god I mean literally like my fashion sense I was telling my husband way back when I had like no fashion no fashion <laughs> sense it was always about what's affordable do you need it do you want it you know I still remember to this day my mom took me on and I, I you know she definitely had these enlightened moments I think for sure um but she took me on a little bit of a shopping spree, went to Guess because Dirty oh, Dancing. Guess was, big. Was out. Guess was huge and Dirty Dancing movies. Out. And um, and that's when all like the white jeans remember the white jeans that were like rolled up and the white heads were like the fashion and everyone. So I just and I must have like just been going on and on about it. Because then one afternoon, she took me out from school and she just without saying a word, she just drove there and she said, let's get you some jeans. And I was like, oh my God, like this never happened, like never happened. And I was about 15 or something, a sophomore in high school. But yeah. I like got the jeans, I got a jean jacket. We got kids too. I mean, and I know it must have meant a lot for my mom to do that. And also too, to like when the price tag came out, like, you know, <laughs> to give the money as well. But um but yeah, I mean, that was like the only time I really remember, you know, otherwise it's like, you know, we shopped where it was affordable. Well, that's
0: why I got a job because my mom <laughs> yeah, was like, exactly. you know, I don't think my mom was like, uh, uh-uh, uh you know, and I mean, I even did that after my first internship, like you were saying, it was more in like the talent agency world. So I worked more for free because back mm-hmm. then they did
1: not. Right. You know, Intern, so I was free. So,
0: you know, like you, I had multiple jobs and I was just trying to uh, you know, just make ends meet and work through college. Like I, I would not have not been able to not work. Yeah. School. There's just yeah. no way. Yeah. So, my mom,
1: it was interesting. because My parents were like, no, you concentrate on your education. You don't need to work. We can like, you know, do this right now. And I guess it's because obviously their upbringing, you know, as well. And my parents worked from like when they were kids, I mean, like, totally. Listen, I, my dad my dad was my dad was poor, you know. Mm-hmm. He sold um, candy at the border to bring yeah. money back to like, you know, I you know, my grandparents. So, mm-hmm. he knows what it was like. Yeah. So that's why he was like, no, you study, get an education, and then when you are there, then you guys work. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't want the distraction. Yeah. of everything else, you know, and you know it's it's twofold. I thank him for that because that's great. I was able to concentrate on that. And um, you know, he made life easier for me. Then also I feel the guilt too. Like I should have worked, you know, and I should have been more insistent, but you know, I didn't. But I thank him for that, you know, that's my life. Well, that's why we repay
0: now in whatever possible way, which is one of the reasons absolutely why we have this podcast. Yeah. So why don't we just tell people what the goal is here for for this?
1: I know. Well, you know, cause we first started talking about this. I can't remember what day it was, but it was in the new year. And I said, you know what? There are so many, obviously we hear, and listen, we're Jennifer Lopez fans. We love JLo. You're number one super yeah. fan. <laughs> I am. Oh my gosh. I so am. Mm-hmm. ever JLo is, we are there. Yeah, but, but we know that there are so many other Latinas out there, first generation um, you know, who have, have made an impact in their community and in their industry, you know, in the world, be it either it's tech or it's health or it's finance or it's in civics. And, you know, these stories are amazing and incredible. And we want to hear those stories. And we want to share the stories. We want to share yeah. their journeys, right? Their challenges, mm-hmm. you know, what got them through the challenges and then advice for all the other Latinas who want to either follow in their steps or maybe. Are going through a similar experience, and you know, might need just a little support. And if we can offer a little support and a little help, a little inspiration, I mean, it's funny. That's that's what we're here to do. And it's really interesting because I remember telling, actually, my hu- I woke up like a night ago, telling so my husband this. And on my college application essay, I wrote down why I wanted to go into broadcast journalism. That was it. I would double major in broadcast journalism and poli And so my application essay, I still remember just like one part, you know, about basically, you know, my parents, you know, upbringing, my upbringing, but I'm like, what I, I learned is that everyone has a story. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I want to go here is because I want to be able to see what I can do and learn what I can do. So I can tell other people's stories Mm -hmm. that, and I was just like, oh my God, I I was like, I was like, I'm getting teary eyed right now because this is what I've wanted to do my whole life. And I wrote about it when I was 17. So I'm just hoping that, you know, the stories we share will impact everybody
0: Mm -hmm. in a positive way. Absolutely. And I think the takeaway that we want our listeners to have is just get a different sense that, um, you know, everybody does have a different story, but similar in in certain ways, whether it be first, second, third generations, like, you know, because I know a lot who of people whose parents were born and raised here, but they still have hardships. And they still have a lot of things that they have to overcome because of the color of their skin, or they haven't had like an open door opportunity, or they just didn't know the right people. And I feel like the more and more that people share their stories, the more and more we hear about it, you know, so I think that's too our own frustrations, Jen, of us wanting to get ahead and really grow our careers, and not understanding mm-hmm. why we can't. You know, um, right, right. so I think that that's really
1: one hundred percent.
0: I think that's really sort of what we want to share with our guests and stuff, and 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 hope that we could um, get people in all different get women in all different areas of of the workforce and so why don't you tell people about our guests
1: oh yeah so we've had had so few right right so far really great um and I friends of course so this was fantastic so um powerhouse PR executive Monica Hadamio one of my friends I've known for many years and we've known each other since when she was working for other pr firms um, and then also now she has her own pr firm a boutique firm but um, she herself first generation grew up in LA and the challenges you know she faced and even now like she was telling us about how she was at a big event that she helped put on and having to there was there was a little you know she was subject but to People a, have to tune moment. in to hear that one. Yes, yeah, so I'm not going to give I'm not going <laughs> so to tune in about that right and then your friend Millie Yes, Alma Dovar, from who New York, I, yes, from New York, Dominican Republican, right? Dominican, Repu- Dominican yeah. American. Mm-hmm. Um, and her story is amazing, too, because she started out in finance, right? And that's mm-hmm. where started in the stocks mm-hmm. and everything. And then she rebranded herself and she's this big time beauty expert now. Amazing. I love hearing her story, mm-hmm. um, how she made that big transition. And it's so helpful, too, because you yeah. can see like you start off one place doesn't necessarily mean that that's all you can do. So exactly. Um, and then a really good friend of mine, Gina Silva, who is a news reporter and she's got such an incredible story. I don't want to give everything away about her story, no. her story is so good. And it's in the tip of my time, but, um, she's from Arizona. Um, she's here in the LA market. Um, uh, you know, we met when she was reporting and, um, she had her parents had, you know, some, they were they mar- migrant farmers. I will tell you that. And she had an incredible journey to get to where she is now which is a well-known newscaster. So, so there's just a few of the stories that we have. Um, but we've got you know, more people you know, coming up, actually. Everyone that we have talked to has been excited and putting us in contact with a lot of people. So we're really excited about that. But the one thing we also want to highlight for everyone listening here is that we want to hear from you guys, right? We want to hear from anyone listening to us. So we are on social media. We're just kicking it off. Latina Life Podcasts, that's our Instagram. We want you to go to the comments and we want to hear from you. Tell us if there's somebody you think we should be talking to, someone making a difference, you know, in your community, someone who has been, you know, a light, you know, in the industry, a game changer, disrupting the system. You know, let us know, right? What do you think, Melena? Absolutely, And I
0: think um, I just want to let everybody know, listening too, is that there will be something to take away from this because every one of our guests have given tips and given ways into how to enter their industry. And I think that that's important because I think everybody um, will be like, I want to do that. How did this person, like, what was this person's story? And even though we all have our unique stories, I think the fact that they're willing to share how they did it. Yes. could be an inspiring way of how people could really get to where we are because it really is um, as cheesy as it could sound you can really do what you want to do you yes. just have to go for it and I think that that's what all of these women sort of want to tell people which is why they want to share their stories is that you can do it too it's right. just a matter of um, sort of just hearing how they did where they came from because so far none of us were born with a silver spoon in our mouth Mm -hmm. and even if we did I bet you there would be trouble there too so like there's always hardships and that's really what this is about so I think that really that we just wanted to sum up what this was about this is um something that you and I are very passionate about we hope that definitely enjoy it but again we're so willing to hear from everybody because it's all about community and really what everybody feels so i hope that we get some feedback and and we get some great more i know we're going to get more great stories because i know we have some really fun things lined up
1: mm-hmm. and
0: um, i'm excited awesome. to see how this grows
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. latina
0: sisters forever yes forever <laughs> so um yeah i'm i'm very glad and um and yeah that's pretty much what we have guys so thank you so much Thank you. Bestos.
1: Bestos, everybody. Ciao, ciao, ciao. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.